What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott. And I am Ben. As always, we are here with... uh, Noel, uh, gone in 60 seconds, Brown. I like it. Yeah, he's a, in addition to being our super producer, he's a man of many names. Gone in 60 seconds. That's a perfect nickname for today's episode. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst film either. No, it's, uh, it's actually pretty, and the original and the remake, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people do not like the remake, but, uh, each his own again. I, I think, uh, I, I, I like both. I like both for what they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't compare them that well, that often. A dramatically different feel to both of For them. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say, you know what? Just now that we're talking about all this, I think, yeah. I, I mean, once I start watching even a minute clip of the original, I feel like I got to watch more of the original. Mm-hmm. But but the uh, the same is not true of the remake. So if I watch a minute of it or so, I don't feel like I have to watch more of that one. And maybe that says something. I don't know. And that does say something. Well, also, just given the... Um just given the age of the original, when did that come out? Original? Oh man, early seventies, I think. Yeah, yeah. Even like even in the early seventies, you know the the use of uh, editing, right? The editing techniques and the use of music were so very different in comparison to the modern use. Yeah, you know? and, and knowing what we know about that film and that it was the uh, the director that was driving and and all the crashes yeah. and some of the the horrific things that he went through to make that happen. Yeah, he's a wild man. Oh man, we're way off track, and it all <laughs> came from from a, a, a nickname, man. Yeah, we went uh, we went from zero to sixty real quick on those tangents. <laughs> uh, but this brings us to today's episode, which, like many of uh, our favorite topics, was inspired by a listener mail. Yeah, an oddly specific listener mail, as you pointed out earlier today, right? Yes, yes. We were sir. talking about this from uh, you know it's a listener mail that we read in uh, I think it was in a nuts and bolts episode mm-hmm. recently, and yeah. we so that we get to this topic, and here we are. Uh, it was from Phil C, and Phil C wrote in. Um, originally, he wrote in about seeing a Cadillac ELR out on the street, uh, so the electric Cadillac. Right, yeah. And uh, had mentioned, you know, that he saw one and wasn't, <laughs> I think we I'll, laughed about this even the first time. Also said, yeah, uh, just, can I do the quote? Oh, of course. Didn't know people were so inclined to throw money away. Ah, yes, yeah, because we were laughing about how it, um, <laughs> it's basically, it's a Chevy Volt wrapped right. in Cadillac skin. Yeah. With a lot yeah. of bells and whistles that the Volt doesn't have, I understand, but... 
Uh, yeah, he's he's right. It's a very very expensive car, and it's really small when you see it. It's it's kind of yeah, shocking, but beautiful. Door. It is yeah. a beautiful car though. Uh, so his topic suggestion actually comes from a PS to that note. He wrote PS, love the top ten list. How about an episode on the top ten fastest zero to sixty new cars under thirty thousand dollars? Under thirty thousand dollars, and that's the catch right there. That's the rub. Yeah, that's that's the part that uh, got got our interest because it makes it way more complicated. If you have, or a little more complicated, more interesting is a better word, Scott. Because if you have all of the theoretical money in the world, then it's not very difficult to find cars with just obscene zero to sixty times. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but this puts it a little bit more in the bounds of realism for quite a few people. Yeah, in fact, it brings it down below the average price of a sedan, I believe. And, and right. you know, when we, we uh, limit this to under $30,000, and, and honestly, to be surprised, I was kind of surprised uh, by the list. There's a lot of really nice cars on the under 30000 list that are, um, you know, quick in the zero to 60 sprint. Sure. And I think that, I don't know, you want to do this beforehand or after? Probably let's do it after, where we talk about maybe the reasons oh, why zero to sixty yeah. isn't maybe the measurement that you really want to use to measure a car's performance. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one that might be a better gauge of that if you want if you want kind of like a real world gauge of performance. Um, and we can also talk about you know why that's important, um, right? Uh, you know, like why um, why manufacturers are, are are slanting it this way. So. Um, zero to sixty has long been a measurement that we've used to measure a car's performance, and yeah. it, it comes from you know very, um, I don't know. I guess the best way to put it would be like uh, not secluded, but um, but closed test track situations where they're in very much in control of the situation. Yeah, controlled where, conditions. Yeah, very controlled conditions with uh, with drivers that are highly skilled. Um, oh, you know what? We're we're probably getting too much into the weeds here on this already. So. This list that we're going to read comes from a site, because they've already compiled the the, uh, the vehicles. We, you and I, don't get to get out and drive cars. We don't review cars. We don't sell cars or anything like that. Sure. So we get to, uh, you know, kind of go through these lists and kind of have fun with what they report on. Mm-hmm. And in this case, they actually had had done this list for us. Really, it's a ten, it's a ten <laughs> of the fastest cars under thirty thousand dollars, and it's uh, from Autobytel.com, and it was written in 2015, so it's it's current. All these models will be 2015. Models. Mm-hmm. The thing is, the list isn't a you know ten through one you know ten countdown to the fastest vehicle. Right. Uh, it's not like a Leno list or something. No, exactly. But I have uh, I've taken the time to go through and do that so that um, uh, I can put them in one through ten order later, maybe after we read through all these. So we'll just sure, go through the list sure. and you'll hear some some quick ones, and they'll get faster and they'll get a little slower and a little faster, a little slower, mm-hmm. and then we'll go back at the end and, and tell you which one was the fastest, just in case you weren't paying attention. The top one, Phil. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's go ahead and start off. Now, as we're getting into this, uh, we'll go ahead and say that this this year brings us uh, to some very interesting tipping points in automotive stuff overall. The price of a sedan has continually increased, right? Mm-hmm. So what we're looking at Although thirty thousand has long been kind of this rule of thumb idea for like that's a sedan price. Mm-hmm. It's it's not so much the case anymore. But the other thing that's changing uh, will be the the vast array of technology that's enabling cars that ordinarily wouldn't perform to. Uh, uh, okay, spoiler alert. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. The list. I'm going. I'm getting too far ahead. All right. So uh, we start out. 
in no particular order, which I kind of liked, Scott, with the uh, 2015 Ford Mustang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll just call this number one on the list, I guess. But sure. um, but the 2015 Mustang, the MSRP on that, and I looked this up uh, for every one of these. Uh, and of course, it depends on the equipment that you include. So I'm going to write. I'm going to say from. Uh, you know, the MSRP is from this number every single time. So it's from. About twenty three eight for the coupe and from about twenty nine three for the convertible. So you can still get the convertible under thirty thousand dollars. And we're talking about the the base trim, uh, you know, the base trim Mustang in this case. And the, you have two engines available under thirty thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars. One is the two point three liter inline four cylinder EcoBoost engine that has about three hundred ten horsepower and the all important three hundred twenty pound feet of torque. Mm-hmm. Uh, for what we're talking about, torque is critical, right? And then you've got the 3.7 V6 that has 300 horsepower, but 280 pound torque. Yeah, pound yeah. Torque. And now the, the the curious thing about this is that both of them, and they don't give a specific speed for this, but these do come in again on the top ten of their fastest uh, cars for under thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. The the speed that you get up to uh, the time, I guess, that you get up to sixty miles per hour in both of those cars. You know, either either engine option. Is under six seconds. And yeah, that, that's moving along pretty good. Yeah, that's no joke. And I'll be honest. I, I mean, really, three hundred to uh, three hundred ten horsepower out of a uh, out of a base engine, a, mm-hmm. you know, a model's base trim. Yeah, that's not bad. And there's a bunch of them on the list that are like that. You know, when you get to the Camaro and right, um, some of the other vehicles we we'll talk about is they're, they're really really high horsepower out of a relatively low level vehicle it's not like their top of the line model sure yeah not a flagship but also you can still get the performance package on that without breaking the 30k threshold oh nice all right so that's probably if you go with the 23.8 right option. yeah yep mm-hmm. and uh you know bigger brakes better tires uh shorter ratio for the gears uh but let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Yeah, what well, we'll call number 2 on the list. <laughs> and number 2 would be the 2015 Volkswagen GTI. I don't think this is a surprise really to make no, this list. No, no, no. Uh, this one would probably make the top 10 list for the last several years, if not if not last decade. Uh it's always a performer uh, and the MSRP is from 25385 on this one. Around 210 to 220 horsepower. Of course, we're not talking about the R version here. We're talking about just the, uh, yeah. well, not, if you can say just in this case. Right. But, but any GTI is a good GTI. The regular. Yeah. Classic signature Exactly GTI. right. They, we're talking about a two-liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine, about 210 horsepower, 258 pound-feet of torque. And if you get the six-speed manual in, you know, in the GTI, uh, you can get from from zero to sixty in about five point eight seconds. So we've already improved on our list here. Yeah, five point eight, pretty good. Yeah, and then we uh, we also know, as you said, this is a returning champ, so it'll probably be back next year. Yes, yes, yes. All right, Ben. So let's move on to number three in our list. I've got a proposition for you here. Okay. All right. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. 
It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. What about skipping number three and going to number four. Oh, why would we do that? Is it, is it insanely fast? <laughs> it's pretty fast. It's, it's just, it might be in our best interest for just the, the flow of the show to put number three maybe toward the end. Oh, I see. Maybe, uh, maybe in the last spot because <laughs> it's, I, yeah, let's do that. How about that? Let's, uh, we'll, we'll skip number three. We'll come, we'll, we'll do number four. We'll come back to number three as our number one pick. Yeah. How about that? All right. And that way we'll kind of, uh, it's like a cliffhanger. It's, it's a like cliffhanger. A, it's a car stuff cliffhanger. So number of. three is TBA. Sort of. But we're not going to make you waiting for another episode. Don't worry no, about, no, no. Don't no, worry no, about no. that. So let's uh, let's move on to number four on the list. Number four, and this is a strong performer as well. Yeah. This is the 2015 Chevrolet Camaro. And, of course, we're talking about the base Camaro. Right. And uh, well, still not it's bad still at looks, all. It still looks so good. 323 horsepower, 3.6 V6 engine. Uh, 278 pound-feet of torque, so just short of 280. Yep. Yeah, this, I, I think this is a great one. It's, uh, it's zero to 60 is just under six seconds. It's 5.9. 5.9 seconds. That's quick. And you know what? 323 horsepower out of a base engine, you know, a base model engine. Yeah. That's amazing. That's really, that's really a great offering from Chevrolet for that. And you know what? From 20, you know, from $23,705 for the coupe, if you go to the convertible version, it pushes it just over the $30,000 mark. So you're stuck with the coupe if you want to go with the under $30,000 right, mark right. on this one. But still, man, that's uh, that's amazing. That's really cool that, uh, that they're offering a, uh, a strong, strong V6 like that for uh, for that price. Now, again, Phil and listeners who are in this market, uh, you know, ask yourself about your price range because it's 
it's just like any other big investment. Sometimes people go a little over their price range. Yeah, see, uh, we have a, the, the sneaking suspicion that Phil is in the market for a car, and that's why he asked for this topic. So We talked about this, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is. We get a lot of uh, requests from listeners al- along the way. In fact, you and I, sometimes we gear our podcast topics towards something like that if we're interested yeah. in a vehicle. So oh, yeah. it's it's totally understandable. That's that's exactly what we're here for. And, and You know what? It's interesting to everybody else, I think, as well in our audience. Because, oh, here's um, hoping. You, you know, you think that, uh, you know, when you, when you hear numbers like that, when you hear like under 30,000, that seems like that's somewhat affordable these days, oddly enough, uh, to buy a car for <laughs> under $30,000. And if you want some, you know, some level of performance for that as well, this is the list. So, uh, let's move on to number five. Ah, yes. The 2015 Hyundai Genesis Coupe 3.8 R spec. Yeah. This is, now this is a strong performer as well. Oh, yeah. It's right below the threshold, though. Just it, barely. The MSRP is twenty nine five. So with tax, that probably is going to push it over. Well, probably, but you know what? We're going with under thirty thousand MSRP. So, yep. so that's it. I mean, you can't calculate tax and tags and titles and all that stuff you know, in this. So because <laughs> that's so expensive. Yeah. Um, all right. So this uh, this three point eight R spec version. Um, has of course it's a V6 engine, mm-hmm. 348 horsepower and 295 pound-feet of torque, and it has a six-speed manual transmission, Brembo brakes, um, limited slip differential. Of course, it has the sports seats, performance suspension. Yeah, uh, this is a quick zero to sixty as well, but it's still not the number one on our list. This one, this one comes in at 5.3. Seconds. That's fast. Yeah, we're getting to some numbers that are just out and out surprising for an under thirty thousand dollar car. It, it really is. I mean, that is that is quick for a uh, for a zero to sixty sprint. And um, you know, I think, and maybe we'll talk about this a little later too. But I mean, realistically, anything mm-hmm. around eight seconds, real world. If you're if you're yeah, I mean, that's that feels fast. If you get down to six. That feels really fast. When you get below six, yeah, uh, this is really moving along. I mean, this is a uh, this is a sports car for twenty nine five, really. When you get yeah, that's a really good way to say it. When you get sub six seconds for that zero to sixty, it's the kind of car that if someone doesn't like sports cars or something, they get uncomfortable driving. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yes. you just tap the gas and all of a sudden, vroom. Yeah, you just twitch your foot on the pedal there and it, right. and it takes off. All right. So, you know, later we'll talk about real world and, and some of the numbers I just mentioned. Right. Critical and, seconds. And, yeah, and, and why six. that's important. I mean, that's yeah. uh, it's, it's just a safe zone for most drivers. But mm-hmm. let's move on to number six on our list here. And uh, this is the 2015 Mitsubishi Lancer Rally Art. And right. Yeah. Specifically, that model and the price is again just under the thirty thousand. It comes in at twenty nine four ninety five. Right. So if uh, if if money is a pretty big issue, you can save five bucks over the Honda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the the uh, the thing about this is that this is more like the um, maybe the entry level in comparison to the Lancer Evolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, this four doors. Four doors. Yeah. Uh, it's got a turbocharged uh, four-cylinder motor, 20, uh, 237 horsepower, 253 pound-feet of torque. Uh, and this is sold uh, only with a six-speed dual-clutch automated manual. But the number we're all waiting for, of course, zero to 60 in 5.8 seconds. Yeah, you know, I've got to say I like the looks of the Lancer. I see a bunch of them around town. Yeah. And usually they're they're lowered and they've got wide tires on them and some of them are stance cars some of them aren't yeah uh, but they usually have you know some body add-ons they have um, 
these little this this model in particular. I see a lot of this. Mm. People like to put these little wind strip things on it. I don't know if the factory's doing this or if this is something that kind of the Lancer uh, fanboys are doing. And I say fanboys in a in a loving way. I don't right. mean that in a bad way. But all due respect. Yeah, all due respect. <laughs> you know what I mean. They put these little baffles on the on the wings. I don't know what oh, yeah. I don't know what better to call them. But it's like it if they line the. Uh, um, the spoilers or, you know, parts of the, the exterior of the car with these. And it's almost like a, it's like a little tiny diffuser, but it's very, very small. And it's almost like something that would be adhered with a, with a, um, uh, like an adhesive strip. Mm-hmm. And I see them all over these cars all the time. And again, I don't know if it's a factory thing or not. I haven't really dug into it. Uh, but it must do something. It must disturb the air in a way that, uh, that, that proves beneficial to the, the Lancer driver for some mm-hmm. reason. Cause that's the only car that I've ever seen that on. And I see it often. So it's it's strange uh, because I also see a lot of these in heavily modded versions here in Atlanta, and I don't know if that's exclusive to this region, but might be, know. might be. I don't know. It, you know, it, it just comes down to: is it a good car to drive in uh, the climate that we have? I suppose because mm-hmm. if you're driving something like that up in uh, you know Wisconsin or or Minnesota or Michigan or any of those you know colder climates where you're going to have snow and, and ice to deal with. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the best choice. I mean, right. know, but but that's true. Who knows? I mean, you find a little bit of everything everywhere. So mm-hmm. again, to each his own, Ben. To each his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this brings us to uh, number seven on our list. Yeah, number seven is the Scion FRS, and I uh, I particularly like this car. I really like it a lot because I see it on the road every day. I see a bunch of them. Yeah, They're different colors, different mods, mm-hmm. different uh, different. I guess probably different. Um, uh, Trim levels, I suppose, too. Uh, we see the TRD versions. We see right. the we see the Subaru version of the same car often as well. Mm-hmm. I like that as well. Um, uh, but the MSRP is again. Uh, well, Nick, you know what? The MSRP is reasonable. It's twenty four nine for this car. Right. So uh, it's a it's a lot more reasonable in comparison to some of the other vehicles, right? But yeah. What, but what do you get for it? Well, you get quite a bit. You get a, a two liter, two hundred horsepower, four cylinder engine. And it has a, this is this is maybe not the best part. Mm-hmm. One hundred and fifty-one pound-feet of torque, and Eey. and that is critical right there. As we've said, you know, with many of these other cars that are that are in the five-second range, mm-hmm. uh, this one makes it quite a bit slower. Six point four seconds, zero to sixty. So it's not the fastest zero to sixty, but the reason it makes the list here is because this car is a monster in the corners. It's really, really well-handled right. vehicle. Yeah, yeah, because the, the chassis itself is streets ahead of so many other so many other groups. Uh, it, I like the way it's been described as almost telepathic handling. Yeah, I guess it has a, it has a, a better feeling in the turns and the twisties, you know. Right. And, and for that, people say, well, this, this car is kind of a, a better balance than maybe just a, a fast 0 to 60 sprint. Sure, you can, you know, you can walk me. On the straights, but as soon as you get into the corners, that's where the Scion FRS stands out. Right, yeah. it's a, The agility means that it doesn't have to slow down or play as safe mm-hmm. on the corners. Uh, now here, I'm going to disqualify this one, Ben. You're going disqual- to disqualify? I thought you might. I, I am, and the reason is because when I looked at the, uh, it's not for the reason you think. I looked up the MSRP on this car, uh-huh. and it has been bumped above the thirty thousand threshold. Uh, so that's the reason we're gonna we're gonna mention it, but we're not gonna go into any detail because it was on the list. It's now off of the list officially. Let's consider it honorably discharged, ladies and gentlemen. Formerly number eight, the twenty fifteen Subaru Forester XT. I know what you're thinking, Ben. Is that an SUV? Yes, my friends. It's an SUV that can go from zero to sixty in six point three seconds. Oh, so it had the numbers, but 
Guess what? When you get down to the MSRP for the 2015 model, and I just looked it up. Yeah, what is it? $33,095. So that does put it well above the $30,000 threshold. I don't know why it was on this list. There must have been uh, some kind of type of pricing discrepancy between yeah. the 2014, 2015. They included on the list. Uh, sorry, Subaru. That one is off the list, but, um, and, and sorry, Phil. Uh, you're going to have to look elsewhere other than the Forester. It was, you know what? I, I doubt he was looking for a, for I, a, I an doubt SUV anyway. Yeah. How the mighty have fallen, well, Subaru Forester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll redeem themselves. Perhaps they will. Maybe. Perhaps I mean, they will. You may, never say never. Maybe. A little foreshadowing. Right, so <laughs> number nine on our list. Uh, number nine, the Kia Optima SX Turbo. And, yeah. uh, well, this, I gotta be honest, Ben, surprised me. This surprised me too, you know, because Kia has really been working assiduously to, I'll be candid, to up the quality of their brand mm-hmm. since they first came out in the States. And, uh, the, what they have here is deceptively well done. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I've seen a few of these in our parking structure. I've yeah. seen a few of them on the road. Mm hmm. It's kind of a head turner. It's a it's a it's a sedan. It's a four door vehicle. So you know if you're not into that kind of thing, you're not really going to be looking at this. Right. But, but if you see a Kia Optima SX Turbo on the road, it's kind of a sharp car. It's a good looking vehicle. It, it's twenty seven seven is uh, is the starting MSRP, and for that you get two hundred and seventy four horsepower, two hundred and sixty nine pound feet of torque. It's a two liter turbocharged engine. Um, again. Fast zero to sixty time, it, relatively fast. I mean, because this relatively. is a bigger vehicle, sure, six point five seconds, which is respectable for a four door vehicle. And now, I guess what I mean, Ben, just to clarify, is that the Scion looks like a fast, racy car. It looks like a sports car, you know, yeah. sleek, yeah. low, quick. This is a, a sedan. It's a four door vehicle. It's it's a little more upright than the uh, than the Scion was. Um, you just don't expect it out of this one. So it's not, I'm not going to say it's a sleeper by any means, but mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a relatively quick sedan. Well, then you're going to love the next on our list, Scott, and I do mean that sarcastically, the 2015 Ford Focus ST. Oh, come on. Let's not pick on this one. This is the ST version. Yeah, okay. Which so, is critical. Right, that's critical. It's yeah. not your it's not your average uh Ford Focus. So it's it's around twenty five grand. Yeah. Uh but you do get you do you do get some bang for your buck there. You get a uh, two liter turbo, four cylinder drivetrain, so that's 252 horsepower, 270 uh, pound feet of torque, um, six speed manual, and for all that, you get zero to sixty in 6.6 seconds. Ah, see, okay, now that's a, that's 0.1 second slower. Yeah. than the Kia that we just talked oh, about. I'm just I'm just busting your chops for the uh, for the looks like a sports car stuff. Well, I understand, but you know what, this one, it, okay. This is a uh, the small like a utility type vehicle. It's, right. it's a um, got the hatchback. It, it's and, a yeah. bit of an economy looking type car, but but you got to remember it's the ST version. I don't know. I, I I still like the looks of this vehicle. I still I still enjoy seeing these on the road. Mm-hmm. So okay, all right. Are you saying that you are you saying that you don't enjoy seeing the Kia on the road? No, 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 no. I'm saying the others are fine, but but um, but I but I like I like the looks of this one. It has the appearance almost like. My, my previous vehicle and it has a similar oh, shape, similar look to it. You gotta admit when you look at that, it looks an awful lot like my, my Honda from 2005. It's got some similarities and for that's, sure. And that's not bad. I mean, the small hatchback design, you and I both love that design anyways. Yeah. So yeah. It, it seems that this is a, a reasonable choice and, and it, you know, at 6.6 6 seconds, that's still, 
Not bad. It's not shabby. Not bad. Not fantastic, but it's not bad. Now, one that is fantastic is the one that we have saved. We're going to go back to our to, on our list here. Ah, we yes. Saved it for number one. Yes. Uh, no, we need uh, uh, some drums, please. Something real dramatic. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The fastest zero to 60 mile per hour time for a car under $30,000 goes to the 2015 Subaru WRX. And I don't think this will be a surprise to anybody. Um, this is a, is a quick car. Now maybe the price will come as a surprise because the price, the MSRP is 26295 And we're talking about, again, the four door sedan version of this vehicle, not the hatchback version, which I think a lot of people you know, sorely miss. I think right, it was, uh, yeah. I want to say it was 2014 when that was last available here in the States. Elsewhere, I believe it's still available, but we're talking about the four-door. Um, right around 268 horsepower, 258 pound-feet of torque. Um, again, two-liter turbocharged, four-cylinder engine, six-speed manual transmission. Um, oh, man, what, what do we want to say about this, Ben? What else can we say uh, about this? Because it sounds amazing on the road i mean they really do sound incredible subaru at speed sounds incredible with its boxer engine yeah all, all i would say is that they're um I, I 
don't know if I can. Can I say badass on the air? They're badass cars. We've said it many times. Yeah. Uh, sure. Okay. I always check though, yeah. just in case. I know you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just in case, maybe maybe things have changed. But but we haven't even told them the zero to sixty time yet. So oh, so, so the zero to sixty time, and this is this is really important because this is uh, this is head and shoulders above every other one on our list. For sure. Five seconds. Five seconds. Five seconds flat, and that's for twenty six two ninety five. That's really not bad at all, and. I mean, overall, I really like the package of this vehicle. I mean, I love the WRX. I always mm-hmm. have. I like the I like the hatchback version better than the sedan. I got to give you that. But for sure. But um, this is a pretty good choice. And there, Phil, uh, is an answer that we that we hope satisfies you. However, this answer led us to investigate something else, and we think it's very important to make this point. Yeah. You know, can I do one quick thing yeah, before yeah. we talk about sure. that, though? Because yeah. that's an important point we have to yeah. make. It really is. But I told you I was going to give you the list 1 through 10 just so that uh, the, it kind of clear things oh, up. Oh, I totally I forgot. Yes. We can yes. do it kind of quick. And that way, you know, if somebody who wasn't paying attention, they can, uh, they can pick it up here. <laughs> All right. So there are a couple of ties here. I, I want to tell you that there are actually eight spots out of 10 cars because there were two ties, one for third and one for fourth place because, you know, exact same seconds. Yeah. Um, of course, we mentioned number one was the Subaru WRX at five seconds. Number two was the Hyundai Genesis at 5.3 seconds. Number three is our first tie. That was the Lancer uh, from Mitsubishi. You know, the um, uh, was it which one was it? The Rally Art, version, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, for 5.8 seconds, and the GTI, which is also 5.8 seconds. And number four was also a tie, and that's the Mustang. Both versions, which were. Um, Listed as under six seconds, so I'm going to give them that tie with uh, with the next one, which was uh, the Camaro at 5.9. I'm assuming that the Mustangs are right around 5.9. Hmm. So the Camaro base comes in at 5.9. Tough but fair. Number five, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, number five was the one that we disqualified. So you know what? I can cross that right off. I didn't have the price at that point, um, but that was a Subaru Forester XT at 6.3. Uh, number six was the Scion FRS at 6.4. Number seven was the Kia Optima SX Turbo at 6.5 seconds. And number eight was the Ford Focus ST at 6.6. So, again, Subaru stand out there with five seconds, zero to 60 time. Head and shoulders. But is is re- really, I mean, truthfully, Ben, is that zero to 60 something that we should be concerned about in the real world? You know, once upon a time, it was, uh, even though... These things were these numbers, these metrics were derived at racetracks under controlled conditions and, and still are and still are. Uh, things have changed a little bit due to some technological advances. Yes, for sure. And we're talking specifically about launch control and launch control is what makes a car really, really fast from zero to 60. Um, and, and it's. Helpful in other ways, I understand that, but but launch control, just in, in case you don't quite understand what it means, it's something that's really come about predominantly in the last five years. It's been developed, you know, long before that. Sure. There were, there were, there were uh, some trial and error type, you know, mm-hmm. situations with this along the way. But in the last five years, there's a lot of vehicles that have this in place now. It's cars that, you know, are just daily driver type vehicles. And launch control systems make a car faster, zero to 60, than they are from, say, five miles per hour to 60 miles per hour. And right. that's critical because how it works is that the electronic system um, adjusts the uh, the output, the power output to the wheels right. and everything. We're talking about the fuel, everything. Comprehensively. All, yeah, yeah, it's software. Yeah, it's software that, that allows your vehicle to quickly accelerate from zero to its you know, intended top speed. If you mash the throttle down, 
uh, instead of just spinning the wheels, it's going to smoothly accelerate you away from the line, mm-hmm. you know, with a, with a launch control system turned on. And it's going to know, it's going to kind of, um, um, anticipate. Yeah. It, it, uh, it, it, it modulates, you know, that, that, uh, wheel speed. And I, I'm, I'm getting tripped up on this here, but it, what it does is it modulates the wheel speed to a point where there's no slippage. And that's yeah. important because if you're just going to spin your tires, the speedometer is going to go up to 60 quick because your wheels are spinning that fast, but the car is not actually going to be moving at 60 miles per hour. It optimizes the reaction that all the other parts of the car system have with one another, all the parts of the drivetrain. So the engine's not going to fail because of over-revving. Uh, the clutch and the gearbox aren't going to, aren't going to go all Judas on you. Um, it, it eliminates, <laughs> it eliminates, uh, some of the, some of the error that can happen when you tell all these different systems to just run. But why? Okay. If that's the case then, right? Oh, and there's some really interesting stuff about the history. Just real quick. It starts with Renault, um, way back in the day, the trial and error, right? Yeah. Formula one, right? Yeah. 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 Cause they would, they would store information on a disc and then they would unload it at the pit. So engineers could see what the car was doing. Uh, this is pre telemetry days, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, this pre, and then later telemetry allowed it to go over radio, but before they were just using these discs, and they were saying, okay, what do we have to, I guess, I, I wonder if you could still call that telemetry. I don't, and maybe telemetry is the, is just the term used for when it's, uh, when it's wireless. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure how that all works out, cause I know for a while I've seen, uh, race car driver, or race car teams rather, uh, when the car pulls in the pits, they would, pl- they would plug into the vehicle. They would, they uh-huh. would, uh, use a cord, like, you know, what, you'd plug in a camera or whatever to your computer. You would you would plug in a cord and and then that would then communicate with a laptop that they had. But I don't think they even need that cord anymore. I think it's all wireless at this I, point. I think telemetry is more and check me out if I'm wrong on this, listeners. More an umbrella term mm-hmm. for that kind of wireless stuff. Right? So even that early day stuff might have been called telemetry, but they didn't know what to call it at that point. Yeah, uh, yeah, I maybe. Don't know. What's the etymology of the term? But they, uh, <laughs> but it sounds like it comes from the Greek. But uh, the. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. It's the, not really important. No, no, not for this, <laughs> not for this one. Uh, but for, but this is the question, right? Uh, what about this optimization makes the zero to 60 number deceptive? What, what makes the, the five to 60 number different? All right. Well, so here, the, the, the five to 60 is more of a real world situation versus the zero to 60, because it's very rare when you are at a dead stop and you've got the revs really high and then you just dump the clutch and, and try to take <laughs> off and get up to 60 as quickly as you right, can. Right. Agreed. It really doesn't happen all that often. And only in, you know, a situation where you're, um, you know, maybe you're at a stoplight and you want to show off to somebody. Fine. I understand that, but it happens. You shouldn't do it probably, but, but anyways, it happens yeah. or you're at an actual racetrack. And you want it to, you want it to perform that way. Or, um, you know, again, just, you know, on your own, you're, you're out in a parking lot somewhere and you just want to see what your car does. That's another situation, but it rarely, rarely happens when you want to do a fast zero to 60 sprint without spinning the tires, you know, uh, just try to get a, uh, a, a fastest speed. Mm-hmm. That really doesn't happen. What normally happens is, and even if you, you're unconsciously doing this, the car is actually rolling a little bit when you, accelerate typically like let's say that you're on a, an on-ramp and you okay. just come around a, a right-hand turn to enter the on-ramp that you know then circles onto the highway you're you're usually going pretty slow i mean i'm gonna say okay five is what they give normally and you know these tests are doing five to five to sixty which ends up being slower than zero to sixty but mm-hmm. um let's say that you're going 10 miles an hour and you okay. roll around the corner maybe 10 to 12 miles an hour you roll around the corner 
and then you start to pick up speed on that ramp, your car is going to be slower getting from 5 miles per hour, let's say 10, up to 60 than it would be from 0 to 60. It's far more common for you to be rolling already and then sure. and then need that acceleration than it is to be at a dead stop and need to go immediately to not, warp nine, yeah, not whatever. top speed, but you know, sixty or above. Sure, sure. So it's very, it, you know, some of these uh, these magazines have been doing this for years and years. And if you go back and look at Road and Track, Car and Driver, mm-hmm. any of those magazines, look at their comparison tests or you know, just their the reviews of cars. They'll not only do a zero to sixty run, and a quarter mile run, and all the standard stuff that they normally do. They will also do a five to sixty. They'll also do sometimes a thirty to fifty, a fifty to seventy. Um, so that's all important. And they realize that you know that's important because that like fifty to seventy would be passing. Mm-hmm. And it's important to know that if your car is capable of passing that uh, that semi that's ahead of you, or it's important to know that you know when you're merging on the highway, which is where the five to sixty comes in, really, mm-hmm. that five to sixty number is critical because that really gives you kind of the real world idea of what your vehicle is going to do in traffic. So when you're in in uh, downtown, you know, merging situations, how much confidence do you have in your car that you can get up to speed quickly, you can get into traffic, you can maneuver it the way you need to. And 60 is being, uh, I guess, generous in this case because typically you need to go up to 70, 75, it seems like. You know, it seems like a lot of people are going a lot faster now on the main highways, even through a downtown, a busy downtown like what we have in Atlanta. Well, what I like to do is kind of take the, uh, whenever, this is the approach I take when I'm getting on the interstate. I do the, uh, the, the Sunday driver. And kind of like putter down the ramp. And then right when I get to where it's about to connect to the, the interstate, then I pull off to the side, come to a full stop. And then I, uh, I, I chug a five hour energy drink and then I just slam on the gas, you know, so that's I can a, get that zero to 60. Time. That's wise. Thank you. That's, a, that's yeah. a great thing to do. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. that doesn't disrupt traffic in any way or anything. No, the police love me. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing illegal about that. Now that I think about it, really. Um, I, I honestly, of course, guys, I, I don't do things like that. Um, <laughs> I, I can kind of picture you doing that maybe once or twice. Just, uh, just why? See, see what happens. Why? That's ridiculous. Just to see what happens. You know, I used to, uh, I used to, until my girlfriend got very upset with me about it. I used to be one of those people who always stopped to check on motorists, uh, because we have a thing here in Atlanta called hero where, uh, where, you know, it's a, it's a roadside assistance vehicle that travels around the city. Free service. A free service. Well, yeah. free to motorists. It's not, you know, you're paying for it through taxes and all that, but, but right. still, it's a free service and, you know, it's a big vehicle. It looks like a, uh, paramedics like, van or something. Yeah, like a yellow ambulance. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's helpful to people, but before that, I used to always stop because, you know, you never know what kind of situation a person's in. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's just something very small. Like oftentimes they might have just run out of gas, they got a flat, but they don't have the stuff to fix it, yeah. which happens more than it should. Car that's overheating, something like that. Right, you know, right. You know, whatever the, the situation, or maybe they don't understand what's going on, and maybe you do. You know that you can uh, you can just tell them it's not really a big deal if you know the engine light is on, uh, but not flashing. Oh, right. Well, you know, you can go the extra mile and get to the gas station and have it checked out if you want. Yeah, there have also been some other times where I've said, oh, yeah, no, this is, oof. Yeah. We have to get a belt. I'll <laughs> drive you to the gas station. And good you know luck what? to you, sir. I, I got to say, Ben, I mean, that's nice that you stop and help people out. I've done that in the past, and recently I've done it less and less. And I, I don't like to admit that, but I have done it less and less, and the reason is, that, uh, quite frankly, you just hear some of the bad stuff that happens. Right. You hear people making, um, using, uh, the, 
using the appearance of a stranded motorist to as a as a uh, a trap for crime. Yeah, and you know that okay, again, this is really tough to to put into words, I guess, you know, okay. to to uh to to differentiate between when you should and when you shouldn't do that. But mm-hmm. there are times when I feel confident that yeah, this is this is something that I can help this person out with, you know, or where I can pull over and be safe in this situation. Right. Other times I look and I say no way. I'm not get, <laughs> I'm not getting involved in that at all. Um it's really tough to figure out which is which, but you have to make just a gut feel, a gut decision almost right away too, because you're passing it, you know, sixty or seventy miles an hour. Uh, you have mm-hmm. to decide quickly what you're going to do. Yeah, and that, that's another thing too. It's like the time investment of just of stopping, going, just talking about going to a full stop on the side of the highways. What reminded me of that, <laughs> and that's that's just such a that's such a tangent, you know. And also, it changed a lot when I was living in a city because where I. You know, a, a lot of my formative years were spent in a more rural environment, you know, uh, and then a suburban environment. Sure. So you see someone broken down and it may be someone that you're familiar with in town. You don't know them, but you, you've seen them over the last 10 years. Yeah. Or it's just a road where you might be the only other car coming yeah. for the next four hours. And so I, you know, I want to stop and, you know, I totally understand what you're saying. And it's, and it's getting more and more difficult to, to be a good citizen in that situation. But you're right. You're right. That hero program. And I think that's in place in a lot of cities, a lot of major cities now. Um, it's just a a quick cell phone call away. And there are signs on the side of the road that, that indicate, you know, what number to call in your city to do that. But it's a great service. And again, if you need a gallon of gas, you need an air, you know, Mm -hmm. a tire changed, uh, some air in the tire, whatever. Uh, they're right there for you. Now, don't rely on them. They're not there to give you free gas. They're there to help people who need help. <laughs> I wonder how often that happens. But, you know, it seems like a lot of trouble to go through to get one gallon yeah, of gas. Yeah, Scott, I was going to say, not even me, man. Even I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but, uh, but sorry, this sounds like we're verging almost into a different show yeah. at this point. But uh, uh, pardon the tangents, you guys. Uh, Phil, we hope that we answer your question. We'd like to hear... Uh, what car would be your favorite of the of the ones we named to drive, uh, not counting the disqualified one? Yeah, and uh, and also keep in mind the thirty thousand dollars price mm. that was critical for Phil in his email. And you know, when you when you nudge just a little bit above that, it, it's a different ball game. There's a few oh, that sure. you know just below the thirty five threshold. You get just, some heavy hitters. Yeah, but then yeah, well then you're going to spend thirty five. You might as well spend forty. Why not? You know, yeah. you, you could finance that, right? Right, and if you're going to go fifty, let's just make it an even I mean, round at fifty. Just you know, make it even, make yeah, it even round seventy, because you're going to have it for a while. <laughs> and you what's want round, what's round about seventy, by the way? Right, round about seventy. Round about, yeah. Gosh, but uh, all right. So we're going to uh, head out. If you would like to contact us and see some stories that don't make it onto the air, check out our Facebook and our Twitter pages. We are Car Stuff HSW. Uh, yeah, please give them a look. Uh, we're, we're, we're kind of funny and you'll, you'll see some, uh, see some recent travels on there too if you, if you, uh, visit the page. And, uh, let's see what else you can check out every episode that we've ever, ever done on our website, carstuffshow.com. You can also talk to us directly. Take a page from Phil's book if you have a suggestion, if you have some feedback, you have a picture of a cool car, or you uh, just want to say, hey, what's going on? Just about anything. Yeah, just about anything. I guess no bomb-making details or whatever legal disclaimer you usually hear, right? Yeah, sure. With with limitations. 
with limitations. I'm fine with limericks. I don't know if they're Scott's favorite. Limericks are okay. Uh, just use good uh, good sense. Good sense. Good common sense. In your limerick judgment. <laughs> no, no, I mean overall. <laughs> uh, well, uh, if you want to send us an email, we'd love to hear from you. Our address is? Carstuff at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fairs. Discover more at Viking.com. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit Slack.com to get started.